discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. It's good to be with you once again. But it's always exciting to come here with the word. I know tonight you are going to be blessed. I know the Holy Spirit is here to teach us his word and to guide us into his, his truth, into the truth of God's word. So before we go on, I want us to just share a word of prayer and then we'll continue. Father, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for the power of your spirit. Thank you that even as we hear your word, our hearts and our minds are, en- are engrafted into your word. Thank you for seizing us soon into our hearts today that changes our lives forever. Thank you for keys from your spirit that help us and aid us to live the glorious life that you have designed for us to live, even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So I'm sharing on Anna. Anna, for the next few um, um, services I'm going to have with you, I'm going to be sharing on Anna. Anna, a very important um, teaching of the word that would will bring so much into your life. You know, not much is said about this particular subject because a lot of, sometimes it's very difficult for pastors to talk about it, you know. But I, I, I think it will help all of us because um, we can't leave this subject, you know, untouched and leave it for a few people to enjoy. There are some of us who are enjoying this particular subject, using it to our, to our, our benefit. And I think it is very important that everybody in our church, in our ministry, gets to understand this particular, all-important uh, um, subject. Hallelujah. So Anna, what is Anna? Anna is a recognition of importance, of value. You, you can have something and not know that it is of value. Do you see? You can have something and not recognize the presence of that person or that thing. So Anna is basically recognition of importance. Recognizing the importance of someone's presence in your life. Recognize, recognizing how um, valuable this particular person is to you. Hallelujah. Anna also means respect. Respect. Simply put, respect. It also means veneration or reverence. You know, when we say someone's a reverend minister, what it means is that he's a respected minister of God. That's what reverend, reverend is actually from the word reverence, you know, of veneration. Hallelujah. So respect, veneration, reverence, recognition of importance, of value. That is basically what Anna is. You know, you can, you can, you can um, be married and not place Anna on your, on your spouse's life. You can have a wife or a husband and you don't, you don't think that the person is so important, so you treat the person anyhow. And seen in so many, so many marriages, you see people, you know, dressing very nicely, wives dressing very nicely, very beautifully, 
to get out of the house. So they put on their nice wigs and, uh, you know, wear brass that pump and push the breasts up and all of that. And do so many, wear so many nice things when they are going out. But when they are in the house, you see them wearing tattered clothing. I've seen wives wearing clothing that are torn, torn, torn clothing in the house. Some are using mama uh, cloth. You know, they, they wrap cloth around them. Hallelujah. Yes, the one you honor, you dress nicely for. You see wives in the house, you know, torn clothing, torn panties. <laughs> it's not a small thing. Hallelujah. The one you honor, you, you dress nicely and keep yourself for. You see husbands who, you know, sleep with their smelly, shoe, their smelly legs and their smelly armpits and their smelly mouth and all of that. But when they are going out, they look nice. Dress nicely and spray themselves nicely for those outside because they feel that those outside might. I mean, it's an unspoken um, something. It's unvoiced, it's unspoken, but then it's, it's something that is real. Hallelujah. We'll get deep into, deeper into it. But today, tonight, I, want to just want, I just want to um, help you understand how important Anna is. Okay? Anna. So, Anna is recognition of importance, of value, like I said. Anna is respect, basically, respect veneration or reverence okay and Anna is a key to getting the anointing and power of God God's spirit operating in his servants to work for your good let me say it again Anna is a key to getting the anointing and power of God's spirit operating in his servants to work for your good sometimes you you'd have a servant of God um, present in a congregation and the congregation um, may not understand who he, who he or she is to them, and hence may not give him or her the right kind of recognition, you know, and place the right kind of value on, on, the, on the man of God. And so the congregation does not benefit from the man of God. They don't get anything from the man of God. Do you see? When he says something, it doesn't do anything. He can say, be blessed, and it will not do anything. You know, the man of God is, is anointed by God to speak blessings upon his people. That is one of the major uh, purposes of a servant of God in, in your life. When he speaks blessings upon your life, those words that he releases upon your life are the blessings of God. And those words manifest itself in your life as you move on. You know? But the person may say something. Sometimes you're prophesying to people and they don't think that it's a prophet. They think that it's an advice. They think that it is, you know, you are saying something very nice to them. They equalize you by thinking so many things. So Anna, Anna cuts across a lot of things. Without honoring the servant of God in, in, in your life, you, you don't stand a chance of enjoying the power of God working in your life in a certain way. You know, and tonight I want to just explain through the word of God, use scriptures to help you understand what I'm saying now. I said that, the, that, that Anna is a key. It is the key. Not a key. The key. It is the key. It is not one of the keys. It is the key to getting the anointing, the anointing and the power of God's spirit operating in his servants to work for your good. Clearly, God anoints his servants for you, for us to benefit. Do you see? There's a servant of God. There are servants of God anointed for me. If I honor them and respect them and give them the, the value they deserve in my life, I receive blessings. I receive, I, I get the power of God working in my life. I'm brought into greatness. And every child of God must understand who it is that God has brought into your life or the group of people God has brought into your life so that you can honor them and respect them accordingly in order for you to progress, in order for you to advance. The Bible says that through 
uh, 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 let me show you to First Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. I think you should see this. Second Chronicles 20, 20. It says, And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Then it says, Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Believe, his, believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. So believing in his prophets will bring you prosperity. So important. Your prosperity is dependent on the prophet of God that God sends to your life. Then in this scripture, in Hosea chapter 9, chapter 12 rather, from verse 9. Hosea chapter 12 from verse 9 says, And I that am the Lord thy God from the land of Egypt will yet make thee to dwell in tabernacles as in the days of the solemn feast. I have also spoken by the prophets and I have multiplied visions and used similitudes by, by the ministry of the prophets. Is there iniquity in Gilead? Surely they are vanity. They sacrifice bullocks in Gilgal. Yea, their altars are as heaps in the furies of the fields. And Jacob fled into the country of Syria, and Israel served for a wife, and for a wife he kept sheep. Then verse 13 says, And by a prophet the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt, and by a prophet was he preserved. By a prophet the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt, and by a prophet was he preserved. So whether you like it or not, the prophet of God sent into your life. It's very important. It says, By him, by the prophet, they were brought out of Egypt. Egypt was a place of captivity. So by the servant of God that God has given to you, you'll be brought out of captivity. And by him, you'll be preserved in your journeys of life and be brought safe and sound to the place that God has designed for you. God wanted to do something on the earth for Israel. He saw Israel and their problems, and he called Moses and sent him to go and take Israel out of captivity. He was a prophet the Bible was talking about. You see, by him, the Egypt, they were taken out of Egypt. Israel was taken out of Egypt. And by him, they were preserved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's so important that you understand this particular uh, subject of honor. Because without understanding it, you will, you will insult the one that God has sent into your life by whom you will believe. Remember, if you read in uh, Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, he says that uh, I will give you prophets and I will give you prophets pastors after my own heart, and I will give you pastors according to my own heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. I will give you pastors after my own heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And because they are in your life, you shall be multiplied. So the next verse says, look at the next verse 16. It says, and it shall come to pass when you be multiplied and increase in the land in those days, say the Lord. They shall no more say the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Neither shall it come to, to mind. Neither shall they remember it. Neither shall they visit it. Neither shall that be done anymore. It says, their presence in your life will bring you into multiplication and increase. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When God wanted to preserve the life of the widow of Zarephath, he sent a prophet to her. To her. When uh, Naaman, the, Naaman the, the leper you know, needed his healing, he was sent to a prophet. So the prophet of God sent into your life makes a lot of a difference. Paul said, who then, is, who then is Paul and who then is Apollos? But ministers by whom you received, even as the Lord gave to everyone. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. Look at it, 1 Corinthians 35. 1 Corinthians 35, he says, who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers by whom you believe, even as the Lord gave to every man. So the Lord gives every man somebody by whom he will believe. If you ignore the person and you, you neglect the person, you are not going to believe a lot of things in the things of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you have to honor. It's very important. You have to honor the prophet of God. You have to first of all recognize him and start honoring him. Start respecting him. Start having a proper 
thinking concerning the person. If you want to see, there are people who felt that I was, I was a man of God in their lives. They felt that my words were something in their lives. You know, and I said some things concerning them, and it came to pass practically. There are some who feel that what I'm saying is just, a, is just an advice. It's a friend who is advising them, and so nothing happens, really. You see, there are some who feel I'm something. They, they feel I'm, I'm like God in, instead in their lives. Because God made, God made, uh, uh, God told Aaron, okay, in Exodus chapter 4, that I am making Moses instead of God to you. Let's look at it. So Exodus 4.14, he says, And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well. And also, behold, he cometh forth to meet thee. And when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. Next verse. And thou shalt speak unto him, and put words in his mouth. And I will be with your mouth, and will be with his mouth, and will teach you what you shall do. Next verse. And he shall be thy spokesman unto the people. And he shall be, even he shall be to thee instead of a mouth. And thou shalt be to him instead of God. God told Moses that he will be instead of God to Aaron. Now, Aaron's fruitfulness was dependent on his respect and honor and value of Moses. Yes, his, 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 his prosperity was dependent on that. And guess what? 90% of the miracles that were done before Pharaoh in Egypt were done by Aaron and Aaron's rod, not by Moses' rod. Now, if you read in Exodus chapter 4, verse 1, you will see how um, God met Moses and he was talking to him. Okay, let me read from verse 1 so I understand it. And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, The Lord has not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thine hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground. And he became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. And the Lord said unto Moses, put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand. Then he said that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared unto thee. Have you seen it? Now, this is Moses talking to, to, to God. Moses played, God told him, put your, your rod down. When he put his rod down, he became a serpent, and he fled. God said, catch it by the tail. He caught it by the tail, it became a rod once again. Now, this is what happened between Moses and, and, and God. When they showed up, when Moses and Aaron showed up in Egypt, and they were doing this particular sign, it was not Moses' rod that was used to do the sign. It was Aaron's rod, which had nothing to do with Moses' rod when he was before the Lord. That is what became a serpent. You see it in, in Exodus chapter Chapter 7, I believe. Let's look at Exodus chapter 7. Let's read from, from verse 1. Now, if you read, you will notice how Moses, will, God will talk to Moses. Okay, this is how it works. No matter how powerful Aaron is, Aaron cannot have a certain kind of relationship with, 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 with God. Aaron has to go through Moses and hear what God has to say through Moses. It's an amazing thing. A lot of people don't want to accept this particular, particular reality of life, but that is the truth. Okay, that is the truth. We all know God, but there are people that are sent of God. He gave some apostles and some prophets and some pastors and teachers and evangelists to the body of He took them from among the body of Christ and gave them back to the body of Christ for the purpose of perfecting the saints. So out of the body of Christ, there are, there are some, there are specialized ministers, people that God has given us gifts. They are gifts. The pastor is a gift to you. 
The prophet is a gift to you. The one that God has sent to you is a gift to you. All that you require and need in your life are embodied in that particular man. If you learn to honor him and respect him, you receive the good that you are supposed to have. If you dishonor him, you will have yourself to blame. Hallelujah. And honor goes beyond money. It goes beyond giving money. Way beyond that. I want you to understand that through these teachings. It goes way beyond that. Do you see? So when they got to before Pharaoh, let's look at it. Let's look at how God was doing everything. God was, this is called God's divine administration. How did God get things accomplished? God wanted to get something accomplished in, in Israel. He sent Moses. He told Moses to go with Aaron. And it was Aaron's rod. As long as Aaron respected and honored um, Moses, he had results. From verse 1. And the Lord said unto Moses, See, I have made thee a God to Pharaoh, and Aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet. Thou shalt speak all that I command thee, and Aaron thy brother shall speak unto Pharaoh, that he send the children of Israel out of his, of, this, of, of his land. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt. But Pharaoh shall not hearken unto you, that I may lay my hand upon Egypt, and bring forth my, my armies and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgments. And the, and the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, when I stretch forth my hand upon Egypt, and bring out the children of Israel from among them. And Moses and Aaron did as the Lord commanded, so did they. And Moses was four score years or eighty years old, and Aaron Four square, four score and three years, or eighty-three years old, when they speak unto Pharaoh, and the Lord speak unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh shall speak unto thee, unto you, saying, Show a miracle for you, then thou shalt say unto Aaron, Take your rod, you Aaron, take your rod and cast it before Pharaoh, and it shall become a serpent. And Moses and Aaron went in unto Pharaoh, and they did so as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and he became a serpent. Aaron cast down his rod. Whose rod became a serpent before Moses, before God? It was Moses' rod. But because Moses, Aaron was respecting and honoring the fact that Moses had heard from God and Moses had been sent by God to him and to Israel, he could produce a certain kind of miracle. What Moses could do, or what the results Moses had before God, was the result that Aaron was having before the people. Aaron puts down his rod and before, uh, before Pharaoh and his servants, and he became a serpent. Amazing. You'll be surprised. Let's go down. You'll see more. So Aaron's rod was used. Why? Because he respected the words that came out of Moses. If you don't respect the words that are spoken by your prophet, you will not have any results. You will not have any result before the people. You won't. It's an amazing reality. It's an amazing fact. The prophet's anointing, the anointing of God upon the servant of God that he has sent into your life. Your pastor's word will not mean anything to you. His prayer will not mean anything to you. It will not do anything for you because you, you have a certain lack of respect for him. You don't have a certain estimation of him. You don't think that he's of God. You don't think that he's somebody who is anointed of God. You feel he's, a, he's just like he's moving around. Maybe you, you, you feed him. You see him going to the toilet. You see him wooing. You see him doing something. So you feel that, oh, this guy is just one of, one of us. And you may equalize. You may easily equalize him in your mind. It's an amazing thing. This is Exodus. Let's look at Exodus chapter 8, verse 5. He says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, Moses, Say unto Aaron. The Lord always speaks to Moses to say something to Aaron. The Lord spoke, spoke unto Moses, Say unto Aaron, Stretch forth your hand with your rod. Not with Aaron, Moses' rod. Moses always had his rod. Everybody in Israel had a rod. Moses had his rod. Aaron had his rod. It was Aaron's rod that budded, if you remember. 
Yes. And the Lord spake unto Moses, say unto Aaron, stretch forth your hand with your rod over the streams, over the rivers, and over the ponds, and you cause frogs to come up upon the land of Egypt. Can you imagine? So Moses' job is to speak to Aaron. Speak the word of God to Aaron. Aaron's job is to understand that what Moses is saying is not from his stomach. What he's saying is not something that he's saying from his mind. He's saying what God is saying. If he believes what Aaron is saying and puts it to work, he'll get the results. And Aaron always got the results. Look at the next verse. And Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frost came up and covered the land of Egypt. Can you imagine? Show us more. There's more. Almost all, about eight of them were done with Aaron's rod. Only about two were done with Moses' rod. Only about two. And the Lord said this, chapter 8, verse 16. He says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Say unto Aaron, Stretch out thy rod and smite the dust of the land, that it may become lies throughout all the land of Egypt. Look at the next verse. And they did so, for Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and smote the dust of the earth, and it became lies in man and in beast. All the dust of the land became lies throughout all the land of Egypt. Can you imagine? Aaron's job was just one. Respect Moses. Honor Moses. Make sure he's placed in a certain category in your life. Guess what? Aaron lost his life the day he dishonored Moses. Yes, the day he dishonored Moses, that was the end of his life. There was a day Moses married a, 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 an Ethiopian woman, a black woman. And Moses, uh, uh, Aaron and Miriam, who were both uh, Moses' siblings, older siblings, felt that he had done the wrong thing. And they spoke, this is in numbers, they spoke against Moses. You know, they spoke against Moses like, who, who are you? Who do you think you are? Why have you, is this, God said we shouldn't do this. How come you are doing it? Numbers chapter 12, verse 6. And he said, hear now, my words, if there be a prophet, this is God, when God came down, but you should go up, go up to the time, the, 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 the errors that they started, the error that came from verse 1, Numbers 12, verse 1. And Miriam and Aaron speak against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. They spoke against Moses. Hey, they spoke, they started disrespecting him. And I basically respect I mean, even if the person has made some errors, commented some, just leave the person. Leave the, leave, if you think that is the one sent from God to you, leave the person. Don't say some things about him. This honor is to say high words and have a certain kind of thinking about the person. Equalizing the person, this one is nothing. This man is nothing. Who is he? Who does he think he is? You are in trouble. You are in trouble. You will not get the benefit you are supposed to have. And Miriam and Aaron speak against Moses of the, of the Ethiopian woman whom he admired. For he admired an Ethiopian woman. And they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? You see where the problem is? Has the Lord indeed only spoken by Moses? Is it only Moses that can hear God? This is the problem. Because all of us can hear God. All of us are children of God. One of the key things about a child of God is that a child of God hears the voice of the Lord. He says, my sheep hear my voice. It is true. But in all of us hearing the voice of God, there are some that he has chosen to help you understand his voice. Eli was in Samuel's life to help Samuel understand the voice of the Lord. Samuel was hearing the voice of the Lord, but he could not tell what it was. He needed Eli, who was a prophet in his life, to explain to him. That's how it works. And Samuel must honor and respect Eli. Samuel never dishonored or disrespected Eli. Never. Even though Eli was in the, in the wrong, he never did. He never said anything. He even had difficulty saying to Eli what God has said to him concerning his father Eli. Yeah, Eli had to push him to say it. Yes. Do you see? So you have to be very, very smart when it comes to these things. Anna, respect. 
respecting the, the man of God that God has sent to you. Respecting your pastors. Not just me. Respecting your branch, all your branch pastors. Don't think your branch pastor is nothing. If you think he's something, you will, you, will, you will be shocked at what his words will do for you. You'll be shocked at what his prayer will do for you. You'll be surprised. Some people think I am important, but their, their branch pastor is nothing. Or their group pastor is nothing. That is where your problem is. Amazing. Go back to Numbers chapter 12. He says, and they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Has he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. The Lord did what? He heard it. So they were, they were talking. It was like talking to a human being. But they were, the Lord was actually hearing it. Ish. Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. Moses didn't say anything. And the Lord spoke suddenly unto Moses and unto Aaron and unto Miriam. Come ye out. Come out ye three unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they, they three came out. And the Lord came down in the pillar of the, of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And they, they both came forth. So they are hearing God's voice. It's not that they can't hear, they can hear God's voice. It's true. And he said, hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. My servant Moses is not so. Who is faithful in all my house? With him will I speak mouth to mouth. You don't know the persons, the one you are talking about, relationship with the Lord. You don't know. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently, and not in dark speeches, and the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. Wherefore then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Why were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? You must honor, you must respect, you must hold in high esteem those that are sent to, from, to, to you from God. Wow. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently, and not in dark speeches, and the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. Wherefore then we, were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Wow. Verse 9. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and the Lord departed. When the Lord left, God was angry with them, because they had touched God's divine, divine administration. They had touched God's divine administration. And the cloud departed from all the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leprous white as snow. You know, the Ethiopian woman was black, and were complaining that, why can, how, can, how, how, how can you marry a black woman? And Miriam, who was white, became whiter than whiter as snow. She became a leper. That was the end of her life. That was it. She was taken out of the congregation of, of Israel, because a leper is not supposed to be part of the congregation. That was the end. And Aaron looked upon Miriam. Go back, please. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. And when Aaron saw that Miriam was leprous, he knelt down. And Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, my Lord. He started calling Moses Lord. He, he, he remembered that he had made a mistake. Why did I try to equalize myself with this man? He's, the, he's my younger brother. Hmm. But I shouldn't have equalized. He said, Alas, my Lord, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, and wherein we have sinned. So don't do foolishly and don't sin by dishonoring and disrespecting the one that God has sent to your life. By thinking wrongly about the person. By speaking wrongly about the person. By thinking in your heart in a certain way. Who is this person? Who is, ah, you are, you are in trouble. Wow. Yes. Hard speeches, high speeches, discussions that people have in, in their rooms, in corners, about servants of God that are sent to them. Hey! It's amazing. It's amazing. You are, not, you are not allowed to talk about servants of God in general. Let alone the one who has been sent. I mean, it is so, it doesn't make any sense. The one who has been sent by God to you for your prosperity. You talk about the person in a certain way, and you think about the person in a certain way, and you equalize the person and snub the person. You're, you, you are going to be in trouble. So don't, don't get yourself into this kind of error. 
Don't. Try very hard. Read about David. You will see why David's throne is the throne that Jesus Christ is sitting on. David honored the anointing. He respected the anointing. He never did anything against the anointing throughout his life. That is why he's called the sweet psalmist. Yeah. That's why he's called the sweet psalmist of Israel. The anointed of God. Do you see? He never did. The one who, who was anointed for him was chasing him. Trying to kill him. But he always honored him. Always. I'll talk about him as time goes on. He always honored. He always respected. Never did anything. People were advising him to do something to him. To kill him. To kill Saul. He never did. He says, can, how can you lay your hands on the Lord's anointed and be guilt, guiltless? No. You can't lay your hands on the Lord's anointed and be guiltless. Most, uh, David prospered because he honored the anointing. He respected the anointing. You must do the same. Don't disrespect the anointing. Hallelujah. Look at verse 12. Numbers 12, verse 12. Let her not be as one dead, of whom the flesh is half consumed, when he cometh out of, the, of his mother's womb. Next verse. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, Heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. So Moses was praying for Miriam. And the Lord said unto Moses, If her father had put spit in her face, should she not be ashamed if shamed seven days? Let her be shut out from the camp seven days. And after that, let her be received in again. God heard Moses. Oh, can you imagine? And Miriam was shut out from the camp seven days. And the people journeyed not till Miriam was brought in again. Next verse. And after the people removed from Hazareth and preached in the wilderness of Pan. You know, but that's, that's what basically is. At the end of this, it was, it was finished. It was finished for Miriam. Not long after Miriam died. And, most, and, and Aaron, Aaron also was in error. That day, actually Aaron died on that day. But then, it didn't show forth until, the, because he was wearing the effort, he was wearing the high priestly garment. It didn't show. The day they took the high priestly garment off him, that's him, when they took it off, he died. As soon as they took it off, he died. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. Look at this. Numbers chapter 20, verse 24. He says, Aaron shall be guided unto his people, for he shall not enter into the land which I have given unto the children of Israel, because he rebelled against my word at the water of Meribah. Amazing. Next verse. Take Aaron and Eliezer his son and bring them up into Mount Hall. And strip Aaron off his garments and put them upon Eliezer his son. And Aaron shall be gathered unto his people and shall die there. And Moses did as the Lord commanded and they went up into the Mount of Hall in the sight of all the congregation. And Moses stripped Aaron of his garments and put them upon Eliezer his son and Aaron died there in the top of the mount. And Moses and Eliezer came down from the mount. That was the end. Because of the error they had. Can you imagine? So you have to be careful. You have to be smart. You have to respect. You have to honor the one that God has sent to you. It's an important subject. It's a, it's a very, very important subject. Even in your thoughts, try. Try. That is why I said, honor is the key to getting the anointing and power of God, spirit, operating in the servants to work for your good. Because it can work for your good or work against you. Do you see? It can work for your good or work. Ghanaians, a lot of Ghanaians are into talking against men of God. So many Ghanaians are into talking against men of God. You know, when you go to, go, go to Nigeria, they are into honoring men of God. They are into honoring men of God. They are into saying that, hey, this, don't talk about these people. Don't leave them alone. That is why there's a certain kind of difference. So decide not to be an average Ghanaian. Decide that you will be a child of God in this country. You'll be a child of God in Ghana. One who respects the anointing. Respect, honor. 
say nice things. When you hear something bad on, on news, most of the things that I said on the radio and I said on the TV are not true. Most of them are not true. Don't follow such people. Remember that you're a child of God. Remember that you have a covenant with God. Don't dishonor God in any way by dishonoring his servants. Hallelujah. So honor is the key. Okay? Look at Mark chapter 6. I want us to look at Jesus' life and uh, the challenge he had. The day he had the challenge of not having the power of God in his life work. This is God. The Bible says that Israel limited the Holy One of, the Holy one of God, the, the Holy One of Israel. They limited the Holy One of Israel. You can limit the power of God in your life. Show me that scripture. So this is Psalm 78, verse 40. Okay? It says, how often did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? How often? They did so many times. Verse 41. He says, yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They tempted God and limited the they limited God. So God can be limited. There was a day God was limited. When he manifested in flesh, when Jesus came on the earth and was doing many mighty miracles. The Bible says that how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed with the devil, for God was with him. In 1 John 3, 8, it says that for this purpose is the Son of God manifested in, manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. That was Jesus' job, to destroy the works of the devil, to heal, to heal, to bring many into, good, into goodness. Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. This is what Jesus came to do, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. You see, to, to heal the brokenhearted, to bring, uh, uh, to, 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 to deliver those who are captive, to open blind eyes. He's supposed to bring, set liberty, set at liberty them that are bruised. Preach deliverance to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind. To heal the brokenhearted. This is what Jesus was sent for. This was what he was anointed for. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. He got to his own country, his own city, and he couldn't do much. The Bible didn't say... He didn't want to do much. The Bible says he could there do no mighty work. And I want to show it to you. Mark chapter 6, verse 1. He says, And he went out from thence and came into his own country. His own country. And his disciples followed him. Next verse. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him? That even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. So they, are, they, they noticed something very special about this young man that they had known for many years. They realized that, ah, there's a certain special wisdom that's been given to this man, and he's doing mighty works. They realized, they realized mighty works are wrought by his hands. So they saw the greatness of, of the power of God in his life. But then the next thing they did was that they started disrespecting him, and they started equalizing him. He says, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, they saw the power of God and they started thinking and talking in a certain way. It's not this the carpenter. It's not this the carpenter, the son of Mary. 
the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and of Simon, they started bringing his natural, normal things. Ah, but we know his brother. We know his brothers. We know his sisters. Ah, his sister's not here with us. Is this one the guy who came to uh, 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 do fix my, cha- my table and my chair for me the last time? Is this one the guy who roofed my building? Hey, how come now he's, he says what? He's what? He's the son of God. Now he says what? He's doing miracles, signs, and wonders. Hey, we are so dear. This life, there's no easy. Look at this man. They started talking, yeah, 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 saying so many things. It's not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James. This is disrespect. This is dishonor. And Joseph and of Judah and Simon, they saw him as a normal, natural man, a carpenter, not the son of God, not the Messiah, not someone who's anointed to heal the brokenhearted, to open blind eyes. They had heard the things that he, he, he had done in various places. There's another place where, 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 where they said that. Do what you did in other places here. Show it to us. Same group. If you, you, you say you are sent of God, then do. Hmm? The Spirit of the Lord, Luke chapter 4 verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the, to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken and dead, to preach the to the captives, and to cover of sight to the blind, to set that liberty to them that bruise. Verse 19, to preach the acceptable way of the Lord. Verse 20, and he closed, Jesus closed the book and gave it to the minister, to, again to the minister, and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. This, this is in his own country. And he began to say this, to say unto them, this day is the scripture for food in your ears. Verse 22, and all bearing witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, it's not this Joseph's son. Ah, it's not this Joseph's son. That was what we're saying. And the content of it's not, it's not this Joseph's son is what is written in Mark chapter 6. It's not this, the carpenter. It's, it's not his brothers and sisters and all those people here with us. You see. Then Jesus said to them, go back to Luke, Luke chapter 4, verse 23. And he said unto them, You will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. So they, they had heard things done in other places. Jesus said, you will say, eh? Physician, heal thyself. Whosoever, whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. And he said, verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Do I come from the same uh, family with you? I don't come from the same family with you. Yes, maybe we are from the same country. But you see, you are not from my family. You are not from my village. You shouldn't be equalizing me in your life and lose all the good things that God has for you. Jesus said, this, no prophet is accepted in his own country. This thing must not become true in your life. This statement must not become true in your life. Say it will not become true in my life. I refuse for it to become true in my life. Yeah, verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you of a truth, many widows were in Israel in the days of, Eli- of Elijah. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them was Elijah sent, save unto Zarephath and Zarephath. Eh? In the Old Testament, we call it Zarephath. It's the same thing, Zarephath, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. Have you seen it? Why? Because the widow respected Elijah's words. The widow thought that Elijah was something. So when Elijah said, go and go and make me some cakes. She didn't say, hey, my friend, it's finished. What kind of a person are you? Don't you know that it's finished? She said, it's the last one. When I eat, I'm, I'm dying with my, with my son. Elijah said, don't worry. 
do for me first. Because that, that, that oil will not run out. That flower will never run, run dry until rain comes. And the woman believed and went and did and came back and her flower never wasted. It was continuously flowing. Elijah's word worked in her life and she was preserved through the time of, water, of famine. Yeah. Amazing. Then he said to them, and many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha, the prophet, and none of them was cleansed, save Naaman the Syrian. None of the Israelites were cleansed, apart from the, the foreigner. Why? Because the local people did not respect. They did not honor. Wow. There are some men of God in this, in this country who are honored so much outside. One day I was in South Africa for a conference. When I, and I met some Zimbabweans and some Zambians and some Ugandans. And we're talking, we're having a chat. And they asked me, ah, so which country are you from? I said, I'm from Ghana. Then they said, what are you doing here? What have you come to this conference for? You have all the men of God in, in your country. They started mentioning names. Ah, but you have Bishop Dagi, what Mills? Ah, but you have uh, uh, Reverend Mensah Tebel. Ah, but you have Reverend Sudan. They started mentioning names. That you have this, what are you doing in this, what are you doing in this country for this conference? Yeah, they respect them highly. But when you come here, you can have a mighty man of God right here in the corner. And nobody, nobody, nobody is minding him. Nobody is going for anything. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. I refuse to have this rule in my life. No, I will honor God's servants. I will honor his, his, his prophets to me and bless them and have a proper mind concerning them and speak properly concerning them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Say that for yourself. Look at verse 28. Luke 4, 28. They, were, they, they so dishonored him that they wanted to kill him. And all day in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath, with anger, and rose up. This is in Nazareth. Though. And they rose up and thrust him out of the city and led him onto the brow of the hill whereon the city was built, that they might cast him down headlong. They wanted to kill him. Yes. That's the height of dishonor, the height of disrespect. You now attempt to kill the person. Hey. Look at verse 30. But he, passing through the midst of them, went his way. Amazing. And came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath days. He left Nazareth and came to Capernaum. And in Capernaum, you see, the Bible says that they received him. If you read in Mark, let, let me look for it. Mark chapter 6, what we're reading. If you remember, we're reading Mark chapter 6 before we jumped here. Hallelujah. So what I'm saying is in John 4, 43. It says, now after two days, he departed thence and went to Galilee. Next verse. For Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. Do you see? So which country? Nazareth. Then when he was coming to Galilee, look at the Galileans. The Galileans received him. Having seen all the things that he did at Jerusalem at the feast. For they also went unto the feast. So they, they received him. They felt that he was something. <laughs> so they received him. And miracles, that is why most of Jesus' miracles were done in Capernaum and in Galilee, not outside of Galilee. Because the Galileans respected and, and thought that they were something. He was something. Go back to Luke chapter 4, what we're reading. He says, and he, he said, Verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Verse, 4, verse 25. But I tell you the truth, many widows were in Israel. We read this. Go down. Go down to verse 26. Huh. Verse, 20, verse 31 now, he says, And he came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath days. Do you see? And look at the response that they gave to him as he taught them. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. Next verse. 
And in the synagogue, there was a man which had the spirit of an unclean devil and cried out with a loud voice. So, miracles started happening. Saying, let us alone. Let us alone. What are we to do with thee? Thou Jesus of Nazareth, art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. Next verse. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and hurt him not. Next verse. And they were all amazed and spake among themselves, saying, What a word is this? Not, who is this son? Who is this man? Is that not Joseph's son? <laughs> is, that not, is that not the carpenter? They said, What a word is this? For with authority and power he commanded the unclean spirits, and they come out. Amazing. Look at the next verse. And the fame of him went out into every place of the country round about. They took the word around. They didn't dishonor him. Nazareth, when they heard, dishonored him. And equalized him and started bringing, you know, things, words. Ah, but we know him. I saw him when I was a baby. I saw him when I was a child. Is he not the one I went to secondary school with? Is he not the one I, 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 had this, I was in the university with? This is all these people, we know them. That is why this boy will never be blessed. Nazareth could not be blessed. They wanted to even kill him. Wow. Yes. Disrespect, dishonor will prevent the power of God from showing forth around you in any way, in any form. God will not bring another man or God somewhere to come and bless you. It is the one that is with you that you don't respect that is going to be used to bring, he's going to use to bring something to you. So you better rise up and start respecting the person. You better rise up and start honoring the person. You better rise up and start having a different thought. Start thinking that when this man says A in my life, it will happen. Yeah. When we say you are prospering, don't say, mm, this one, we have heard it before. It will never come to, I can promise you, you can stay around for 20 years. You never see anything. You will never see anything. We can say this year you are married. You say, oh, we've heard it last year. They said it, it will never happen. Believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. By a prophet, he brought them out of captivity. And by a prophet, he preserved them. If you ignore the prophet of God in your life, if you think he's nothing in your life, if you, if you say bad things about him, it's finished. Repent right now. If you, if you feel you've said something about somebody who's God has sent to you, just tell the Lord, forgive me, Father, forgive me. I repent. I repent. I, I'm sorry for what I said. I'm sorry for what I said. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Go back to Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. It's not this the carpenter, verse 3, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon, and are not his, his sisters here with us, and they were offended at him. They were angry at him. Who do you think you are? We know you. Who do you think you are? Can you imagine that the city in which uh, 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 Benihin was? Benihin, this is Benihin. Miracle, healing, power, something all over the world. Benihin. The city in which he was ministering from. They sacked him out of the city. He had to, yes, he had to sell. He had to give the, the ministry out and leave. Go to another place. Yes. Because whilst he's preaching, they'll stand outside of the, 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 the church with, with placards, shouting, get out of this city. You're a fake, you're a fake person. You, are, you, you know, he's not done anything to them. He's not done anything to them. This honoring God's servant is direct, is direct from the devil. It's a very serious thing. Yes, it's a very, very serious thing. And when you, dis, when you start dishonoring, God will just take them away from you. Yes, God will just... You see, death is not... Death is not a, 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 a sad thing for, for a servant of God. It is, it is victorious. He's jumped up into, into eternity to receive his reward. It's not, it's not 
uh, uh, those, those around are the ones who be sad. Someone close to me passed on not long ago, just a week ago or so. It is those of us who are alive who are sad. He is not sad, he's with the Lord. He's happy, cry. <laughs> so God can take him away through death, or God can take him away by taking him somewhere else so that you cannot have access to him. To become very difficult for you to hear one word from him, you'll be surprised. Huh. They were offended at him. Verse 4. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, no honor, but in his own country, and among his own king, and in his own house. Hey, this is my house. Love Economy Church is my house. Love Economy Church is my country. Love Economy Church is my king. It's my folk. You are my king folk. Do you understand? Yeah. We sh- you, sh- you should have a certain kind, a certain high respect for me and for the ministers that I've sent to you. High respect. High respect. Yeah. High respect. Not respecting someone outside the ministry. I was talking to some of our people, uh, some of our people not long ago. I, I told them, I feel you honor this person that I invite more than you honor me. Yeah, because the videos you will do for me, you will, you, you will not do, you will do for him, you will not do for me. I told them, no, no, it's not supposed to be like that. Me that I'm here, you will not mind me. It's like I'm, 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 I'm over, I'm here. So, it's okay. Yeah, very soon you will not, you may not be working with me in a certain way. You'll be far away if you don't change your mind. And you don't. I told them some time ago. Yeah. Do you see? Because when this person is coming, they will do some. It's like, eh, even when, when he finishes preaching, the way they will, the spirit with which they will edit his message, it's amazing. Me, my own can be there for years. And it, some can even get lost. Yeah, it can get, I preach a message and it's lost, it's missing. They we can't find. Why? I'm, I'm, I'm always around, I'm always talking. I'm always preaching, so it's fine. What God has, this what I'm sharing with you is, is inspired by the Holy Spirit for me to share with you. And instead of it being documented and kept and shared with others, it is, it is lost. Hey! So I blasted them. It was not easy for them. So they are looking at me. They are, right, they are sitting right here. I blasted them big time. And they have changed to the glory of God the Father. Yeah, so we we'll work for a long time. Yeah, but you have to be very smart. Don't, don't take it for granted. Don't think it is nothing. Oh, but we are here. Oh, that is why some, if you go to some prophetic ministries, you don't see the prophet. Oh. You don't see him. You can't go to his house. I mean, my house is open, so it's like, oh, it's, it's normal. You can't go to his house just so that you can have a certain kind of respect for him. Yeah, you see him once in a while. Then he'll come and come and do what he's doing. Okay, I'll see you. And then he's gone. No discussion, no sitting down to have a talk. Not, none of those things. When we start doing those, it's like, oh, it's, 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 it's okay. We can, we can just disrespect. We can just say anything we want to say. We can just... Can you imagine? It's not supposed to be like that. At all. A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own king and his own house. Make sure this is not true in your life. Decide that it will not become true in my life. No matter how close you are to the servant of God, decide that this will not become normal in my life. Yeah. It will not become something that uh, I, I feel is nothing. Like, no, those who are closest, the disciples were close and they had great admiration and great honor for, for, for Jesus. That is how decide to be like that. Judas had little respect for Jesus. That is why he could sell him. Yes. Decide that you will not be like Judas. Judas, you decide that you will be like Peter, James, and John. Yes. Decide that you, be, you become like Mary. You are close, but then you have respect. You honor. Peter said, thou art the son of God. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Not you are the carpenter's son. Or you are the carpenter. He thought that Jesus was the son of God. He saw Jesus pooping. 
He saw Jesus eating and having running stomach. He saw Jesus going through all the challenges of life, getting tired and sleepy and not being able to pray. And he saw all those things. But he said, thou art the son of God. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. It's a very serious thing to come to. And you must decide that you are going to come to that point and not think that your pastor is nothing. He's nothing. He's just moving around. He's just, he's just one of those people. Very soon, God will take him out away from you. You will not be around anymore. You will not have a certain opportunity anymore. You will not, you'll be surprised. You'll be shocked. It's an amazing thing. I've seen it happening in people's lives. I've seen it happening in some people's lives. They didn't think that the pastor was something. They were taken out quickly as time went on. Decided I'm not going to be like that. Hallelujah. Look at the spine. Because they dishonored him, and he could there do no mighty work. He couldn't. Jesus tried, but it didn't work. He said to the blind eyes, open. It didn't open. It didn't open. So if we are going to see blind eyes opening in our church, we must think that Pastor T is something. We must think that the pastors who are there are something. We must think that when this pastor says he's organizing a healing miracle or something, something is going to happen. Why is Pastor Chris all over the world healing and all of that? The, his people receive him as a prophet. They feel that he's a prophet. They, speak, they feel that one word from him can change their life. And it's happening for them practically. When he says prosper, they know that it's, they are going to prosper. And they don't wait for a one-on-one -on -one conversation. In his preaching, every preaching is something. See, I'll, I'll show you how to honor a servant of God. One of the ways to honor a servant of God is to take his word seriously. Yeah, they take his word seriously. Go to the post church, you'll be surprised. They take his word seriously. It's not that people get saved. Salvations, I'm not talking about salvation from, from the devil. I'm talking about salvation from, from, from occults. Salvation from wicked men who are trying to kill. They are, they are delivered miraculously. Why? They say that the God of the will, will fight for me. And something happens. Something happens. All those who don't think your pastor is something, you'll be, you'll be kidnapped, something will happen and that will be the end of your life. Hey! Yeah. So what you have, you have God has given you somebody you, you don't value. You value someone else from somewhere. You're a joke. If you can't, if you don't respect your father in your house, how can you respect somebody who's outside? You, you, if you don't, your father is the primary person you need to respect in order to be able to respect other fathers, other people's fathers. You can't respect other people's fathers and dishonor your father. No, it doesn't work. Wow. He could there do no mighty work. He tried. It didn't work. He tried. It didn't work. He tried. It didn't work. So when the word of God that has been released into your life is not working, start checking whether you respect the person who said it or not. Start checking in your heart. Start finding out. Hey, is there, is there a place where I'm dishonoring this, this man? Is there a place where I'm, I'm saying, I'm thinking in a, in a bad way concerning him or, or talking in a bad way concerning him? Is there any way that I'm, I, I feel he's nothing, he's worse than nothing? There's someone's status I've been watching. I've, been, I've just been watching him. When I, when I say something, he doesn't put it on the status. When someone else somewhere says something, then he puts it on the status. Whenever I'm, I just watch, I just watch status. He's a pastor in our church. I just watch status. I'm like, ah, okay, it's powerful. You honor that other person more than me. Yeah, my words mean nothing to you. That is why you are where you are. And that is why you stay where you are for a very long time. Because until you decide to respect me and honor me, you will not respect the other person. Yeah. You will not have much. I've been watching status. It's just struggling. 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 Sometimes you say to him, he doesn't refuse. You say, okay. One, one man of God was saying, he told one of his uh, uh, pastors to start playing golf because he had a certain kind of sickness. He told him, I want you to start playing golf. 
because it will help you in your health. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't mind the pastor. The pastor said it more than once, twice, thrice. Wasn't minding him. Then, after some two, three years, he saw him playing golf actively. Then he decided to find out. The pastor decided to find out. Ah, why, why are you not playing? Because I said it to you a long time ago, you didn't mind me. Why are you not playing golf now? Then he got to know that this other gen- this gentleman has been reading Lee Kuan Yew's book. Do you know Lee Kuan Yew? Lee Kuan Yew is uh, F, the former Prime Minister of, uh, of Singapore. He was a father of, this, of Singapore. You know, he's read a book by him and saw that he used to play golf and said that golf extends your life. Playing golf extends your life. So he's now playing golf. So who, who, who do you think he honest? Who do you think that man honest? Is Pastor or Lee Kuan Yew? Clearly it's Lee Kuan Yew. He feels that Lee Kuan Yew's words are more powerful. And he must move based on what he has said, not based on what his pastor said. Clearly this person has said he has a problem in his mind. He's not been ta- it's either he's not been taught or he has decided that he will just disrespect the anointing, basically. Wow. Isn't that a shock? He could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. Upon a few sick folk. Minor ailment. Minor ailment. He was shocked. Look at the next Jesus was shocked. And he marveled. Jesus was surprised. This is God. God could not work. He couldn't do. Even God was limited. How? By this Anna. So this subject is a very serious, it's a very serious subject. Anna and this Anna is very, very serious. He marveled. He was shocked because of their own belief. And he went round about the village's teaching. He was shocked. Don't let your pastor be shocked. Don't let your pastor be shocked. Sometimes you can prophesy to some people there. Eh? It's, it's sad. Yeah. It, they think it is just it's an, it's an advice. Yeah. It's an advice. And I'm talking to some people and I'll say, oh, this, I believe that you should do it like I think it will work like this. The person will do opposite, directly opposite. Mama God went to America to go and talk to his, his church members. He gathered everybody in the church and spoke to them and told them, don't take loans. Don't go for mortgages. Don't go for mortgages. Had a camp. Risked his life to fly into that particular country. Because at that time, there was major bombings and all of that in, this, in, in America. He took, told them, don't take, don't take any mortgage. Do, do what you can do on, a pers- on your personal level. Don't borrow. Because in Ghana, we don't borrow. You don't need to borrow to survive here. Just flow. So you too, Charlie, do the same. When he left, it was as though uh, the devil entered the people. All of them went to take mortgage. All of them, just when he left, they all went for mortgages. And now today, some of them are still paying. They can't even give $100 as a seed to God. They can't. It's not possible. Even when they are sick, they need to go to work. <laughs> it's amazing. They can't do missionary work at all. Because they can't leave the country. They are trapped in the country. Trapped. If you leave the country for more than two weeks, it's going to be a problem. You have to go back and go and work to be able to honor your payments. They didn't think his worst was nothing or something. Yeah. He could dare do no mighty work. He marveled. He marveled. He was shocked. Remember, they even tried to kill him. Amazing. So these are the, this, this, this was the lowest of Jesus' miracle working ability. And it came because of this honor. I'm going to show you the highest level of Jesus' miracle working ability. 
which also came because of Anna. Let me show you. John 11 verse 1. It says, Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, that he whom thou lovest is sick. Wow. Are you seeing this? Yeah. So this is Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. Okay? Now, verse 2 says something very powerful. He says that it was that Mary. It wasn't just any other. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. It was that Mary. Not any other Mary. That Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment. Remember, this ointment, let me, let, let's look at it. Matthew chapter 26, from verse 6, so that you see it. Matthew 26, verse 6. How many of you would like to kiss your pastor's feet? How many of you would like to kiss your pastor's feet? Your pastor's, it's really, it's really cross your mind. I don't want you to come and kiss my feet. I'll give you a blow. And that's not what I'm talking about. But that was a sign of honor. A sign of great respect. A sign of uh, uh, having a very high estimation of somebody. Yes. Matthew 26, verse 6. Now when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious, precious ointment and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. Next verse. But when the disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, to what purpose is this waste? Even disciples thought it was a waste because the, the alabaster box was a whole year's wages. It was one year payment. That was the worth. Let's say if somebody's paid uh, 30,000 cities a, a month, okay? This was one whole year's wage. That is 36,000 Ghana cities worth of perfume. A perfume. Okay, can you imagine one perfume worth 36,000 Ghana cities? How much is that in dollars? That's like $6,000. Yes, $6,000 or let's say $5,000 worth of perfume. And she came to come and pour it on Jesus and anointed Jesus and was wiping his feet with her tears, with her hair, kissing his feet and just, you know, worshipping the Lord. The disciples said, hey, to what purpose is this waste? To what purpose is this waste? Because, because it is this Mary whose brother died. It is this Mary. Yeah. Look at the next verse. For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble you the woman? For she has wrought a good work upon me. You see, the one you waste money on is the one you honor. The woman wasted, it was a waste. Because he says they could, they could have been sold and given to it was a waste. They saw it like a waste. Like she wasted money on Jesus. Two women so type of uh, money. <laughs> they just wasted it on, her, on him. He felt Jesus deserved it. And Jesus didn't say, hey, woman, you, why? This is so expensive. Why are, you, why are you buying this thing for me? Why are you doing this one for me? It was a waste. Yes. He, she wasted money on him. She wasted money on him. <laughs> so when her brother died, ah, Jesus was ready to do his mightiest work. And he decided to wait for a long time. He waited for four days to get there at the, on the fourth day to do what he wanted to do. 
He, he worked his greatest miracle. Because prior to this, he had raised people from the dead who had died some few hours, some few, some few minutes and all of that. Jesus wanted it to even prolong further so that he can do this mighty work for these people who respect and honor him. Wow. Yeah? When Jesus understood, he said unto them, verse, verse 10, Why trouble you the woman? For she has wrought a good work upon me. For you have the poor always with you, but me you have not always. Wow. Verse 12. For in that she has poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. She has done an important work for me. You don't know. You have no idea. You, don't, you can't see, so you don't know. Sometimes when people do something for a man of God, that they are honoring. Hey! Observers become worried. Hey, how come you are doing this for him? How come you are not doing it for yourself? Hey, all these pastors who have come, they keep taking people, they keep living off people's, people's lives. Do you know what the person is getting by doing that for the person, for, for the pastor? You don't know. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Never complain when you hear some things that are being done for a certain man of God. Sometimes some people should even hear it. You should, you should never hear it. Yeah. Lest you, you get into a place where you, you, you dishonor. You should not know what came from where. Wow. You should not visit your pastor's house, go and see some cars there and have some things enter your heart. Hey, this man, he has so many cars. You shouldn't go. Stay home. See him only in church. Hallelujah. Yeah. They honored him. And I want to show you various ways by which these people, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, honored Jesus Christ. Okay? Apart from she doing this, there are so many other things that they did. Number one, they fed him. They fed Jesus. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. They fed Jesus. You honor by feeding the person. Make sure the person is feeding, is, is, is eating. Hey! It's an honor. It's an honor. If you honor the person, feed the person. When, when Abraham saw God with the two angels, the first thing he did was to feed them. He said, oh, please come and come and eat something. Yeah, feeding somebody is an is honor. I have some people who take me to restaurants. Yeah, every now and then they say, oh, Pastor, I want us to go to this restaurant. That's their way of honoring me. Yeah. We'll pay everything. Pastor, please. Please, come and come and eat something. Yeah. They are blessed, I tell you. Oh, it's the truth. They are blessed. They are blessed fully. Take your branch pastor out. Take your pastor out. Yeah. Don't, don't just do it for doing sake. Do it from an anointed, uh, 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 knowing that the anointing is going to work for you in a certain way. Yeah. Don't just do it ordinarily. Make sure your, your branch pastor's house has food there. Make sure your, your, your senior pastor's house has food there. Hey. Yes. Honor your parents by making sure there's food in their house. Don't, dishonor, don't let your father come and ask toilet paper from you. What, what are you talking about? Buy those things and go and put it in the house. Yeah. The Bible says, honor your father and your mother. That's all. It says, honor them. How do you honor them? Make sure they are fed. These people fed Jesus Christ. They fed Jesus Christ. This is the son of God. They made sure he was fed. You think that the Son of God does not need food. <laughs> but they thought that the Son of God needs food. So they fed him. Not once, not twice. Almost all the dinners Jesus had was in Lazarus's house. Almost all of them was in Lazarus's house. Yeah. Look at, okay, we are reading Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Now it came to pass, as they went, that he entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. Same house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. 
But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, does that not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. They were feeding Jesus. She was feeding Jesus and there was a problem. She felt that she's been left to do it alone. Can you imagine? Look at John chapter 12, verse 1. John chapter 12. Same house. Jesus ate there many times. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. Next verse. You know Lazarus is Martha and Mary's brother. There they made him a supper, and Martha saved. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Have you seen it? They made him what? A supper. Same house. Same house. Matter of fact, Jesus could even live there. So they housed Jesus. They made sure Jesus had a good place to, to sleep. Let me show you some. They housed him. That's the next point. They housed him. Mark chapter 11, verse 1, verse, verse 11. Mark 11, 11. Jesus, before he went to the cross, came to Bethany when he was going to Jerusalem. Before he entered Jerusalem, he went to stay in Bethany. This people's house were, were in, was in Bethany. He stayed in their house with all his disciples. They housed him for many days before he died. And he would move from their house to Jerusalem and go and minister and come back and come and stay back in their house. And then go again like that. Every day he went and came. He went and came every single day. Yeah. Housing him, giving him food to eat, making sure he's comfortable, making sure everything is fine. Wow. And Jesus entered into Jerusalem and into the temple. And when he had looked round about upon all things, and now even tide was come, he went out into Bethany with the twelve. He went out into Bethany. Bethany is a town close to Jerusalem. He went out into Bethany. Next verse. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, so he was living in Bethany and going to Jerusalem for Bethany. That's what I want you to notice. He was hungry. This time around, did he have breakfast before he left Bethany? And he saw the fig tree and cursed it, if you remember. Now, go to chapter 14, verse 3. Mark chapter 14, verse 3. So, all the way from Mark chapter 11, all the way to the time he died, he was in Bethany, going and coming. This, and being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, have you seen it? So he was in Bethany in Simon the house of the leper, which is Lazarus' house, Martha and Mary's house. As he sat at meat, every time he was there, he was eating. As he sat at meat there, meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious, and she broke the box and poured it on his head. You remember this one? Yeah. Next verse, look at the next verse. verse. Verse 4. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, why was this waste of the ointment made? Fish! For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. Jesus got angry. Wow. Let her alone. Why trouble you here? She has wrought a good work on me. So they house Jesus. Have you seen that they house Jesus? You, how do you honor? House the person. Feed the person. Hmm? They fought over. The next thing is that they fought over caring for him. There were fights over caring for Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it was an honor. They fought, they had fights, quarrels because of how they were going to take care of Jesus. There should be competition on getting, making sure the man of God is okay, making sure your branch pastor is okay, making sure your pastors are okay. There should be competition, there should be fights. There was this ministry recently, uh, the senior pastor went to this branch and was preaching. And as he was preaching, he said to the congregation, I want us to buy our, this, this our pastor, the newest Land Cruiser 2021 model, 2022 model. Okay, that was what he said. Let's buy him a car. Come and see speed in the church. So many people didn't get were coming with speed. 
coming to give for their pastor to, to have a car. The senior pastor said, hey, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, hold on. Let's do it one by one. All those who want to give 10000 and above, come this way. $10,000 and above, come this way. This, it's not a small thing. Speed. They were fighting over taking care of their pastor. Whilst in other places, people are complaining, murmuring. In that church, a small girl, 22-year-old girl, gave more $300,000 for something to be done in the ministry. Can you imagine? If they did it, if you don't have, you can't give. What you don't have, you cannot give. Yes, they honor their pastor. They honor their pastor. They make sure that their pastor is taken care of. Yeah. Don't be like certain churches who say that uh, God keep the pastor humble, who will keep him poor. What do you mean by you keep him poor? It's a, it's a slogan in a certain church. Lord, keep him humble and we will keep him poor. Yes, it's been there for years. There's an old, old church. I don't want to mention names. That's what they say. We will keep him poor. We will make sure he's poor. You, God, keep him humble. We will make sure he's poor. I don't like that in our church. We don't want that. Anna, understanding what you get out of honoring your pastor. Hey, your prosperity is a stake. If you won't do it. Listen, some, some two people came together to do something for me that everybody in the church has not done for me before. I don't know if you get it. So it doesn't need to take everybody in the church. It takes people who are wise. But I'm telling you to, so that the whole church will understand that this thing is very important. If you, I'm not trying to get, you see, one of the things, one of the levels of honoring is that you honor the person with something the person doesn't even need. Don't look for a need in my life and come and buy something for me. No, that is not it. How will you know what I need or don't need? Don't need. It's, that is not it. You can, you can do, it's, it's honor. It's not, it's not satisfying a need. It's honor. Don't say I have a house, so I'm not going to buy him a house. If God is leading to buy me a house, buy it. I may not use it. I'll give it to somebody else. But you have done yours by honoring. I don't know if you get it. Yeah. And so it's not, it's not uh, honoring uh, with what the person needs. No. Make, it's called waste. waste. Waste something on the person. Waste something on the person. If you have been led to buy a car, don't say, oh, pastor has a car already. Buy what God is telling you to buy. That is where your blessing is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Me too, I'm not foolish. I'll not keep the car for anything. If I, if I don't need it, I'm giving it to somebody. It's as simple as that. I know one man of God who has had more than 300 cars given to him. More than 300. He's just up here. More than 300 cars given to him by various people, including the church members. Yeah, people come, and some of the cars, he doesn't even see it. When he gets the key, he gives it to somebody. Okay, you can have it. Gives it to those who are around him, those he's working with. He gives it to other people as he's led. One day, he gave a car key to somebody. Later on, after about one month, he saw the car parked in his compound. I said, ah, whose car is this? Then the guy came and said, Pastor, it's the car you gave to me. He said, ah, if I'd seen it, I wouldn't have given it to you. <laughs> because the car was so nice. He said, if I'd seen it, maybe I wouldn't have given it to you. Wow, you are blessed. More than 300 cars. And he's also, one day I saw him lining up, was it 20 cars? He lined up 20 cars to one man of God's house. 20 land cruises. Yes, to go and give to another man of God. Bless him. Amazing. You go to Nigeria, someone preaches in Nigeria, and after the preaching, the honorarium is an aeroplane. Aeroplane. That's the honor, that's the honor they are giving to. Aeroplane. That is why they are prospering. You, they will be there. Christians are prospering in a very hot environment. Why? They don't want to dishonor. They are always honoring. Aeroplane. $5 million, $10 million uh, airliner. Jets for the person at the airport. Pastor, God bless you for coming to come and preach for us. This is our honor. Honor to you. It's an aeroplane. Hey, shh. We'll get that one day in Jesus' name. Yeah. Anna, tell me about Anna. Yes. 
So they were fighting over him. Eh? They fought about caring for him. Luke chapter 10, verse 40. Martha came and said, but Martha was coming about my serving and came to him and said, Lord, does thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her help me. Help, help. Bid her, therefore, that she help me. Yeah, she was quarreling and fighting over caring for Jesus. Jesus, I'm the only one doing it. Tell Mary to come. They were fighting over, over Jesus. Yeah, that's what you should do. That's, that's his honor. Wow. You like my message? They listened to his words. Anna is listening to his words. Eh? Luke chapter 10, verse 39. I'm closing in just a few minutes. Luke 10, 39. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. He, she heard his word. Mary sat down and heard Jesus' word. If you honor, you will hear the person's word. You will hear the person gladly. And you are ready to do what the person is saying. That's what they did. Yeah. They wasted money on him. I've showed you that already. Then they called him Lord and believed in him. They called him Lord. Listen, they, they fed Jesus. If you are feeding somebody, okay, and the person is living in your house, you should know that the person will poo as well. So there will be a toilet facility around. And you will see the person, probably as the person is eating, some, there are some people who have that. As they are eating, they, they have stomach something, and then they go and use the washroom and come back and come and continue eating. I don't know if you've seen some before. It happens to some people. So probably as Jesus was eating, his stomach just, hey, Charlie, Mary. Where is, it? Where is the toilet? Is it here? Okay, I'll be back. And then he goes to the toilet and uses the toilet, flushes the toilet, washes and comes back to come and eat and laugh. They thought that he was Lord and they saw him as Lord, as the Son of God. Let me show it to you. They called him Lord and believed in him. That's the next point. John eleven twenty one 21 and 22. John eleven twenty one 21 and 22. Wow. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, he called, she called him Lord. Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. Verse 22. But I know that even now, whatsoever you will ask of God, God will give it to you. Sometimes you have people who serve men of God who don't respect them. It's not supposed to be like that. If you are serving me in my house, you should respect me. You should honor me. You should think highly of me. That's what Jesus said. He, he says, but I know that even now, whatsoever thou will ask of God, God will give it to you. The same person that we were serving in the house and fighting over and saw him using the toilet, saw him bathing, saw him saying, I'm thirsty, saw him say, oh, he said, we, we honor you, we respect you. Wow. Yeah. Look at verse 32, John 11, verse 32 now. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. She, she fell down at his feet, worshipping him. Why? The next point is that, is that they believed he was a Christ, the son of God. They believed, these people, these same people, they believed that he was a Christ, the son of God. That is verse 25, John 11, 25 to 27. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Next verse. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Do you believe it? She said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, who should come into the world. This is a very wild statement to make. Yeah, this is a man. You know him. You know him around. This, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, who should come into the world. Man. Yeah. There are some men of God that I, I, I so revere and so respect. The ones who have been sent to me, I so revere and so respect them. I, I don't, sometimes I don't want to get too close so I can believe in them even some more. 
Yeah, I don't see that they are ordinary people. They are not normal people. I see that they are really sent of God. They are instead of God for me. What they say will come to pass. And I just want to hear one word from them. And that's, that's enough. Amazing. They honored Jesus greatly and hence had the greatest manifestation of the power of God. Look at John eleven thirty four to 44. John eleven thirty four to 44. And he said, where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, behold, how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus therefore again groaning himself, coming to the, the grave. It was a cave and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he has been dead four days, four whole days. Four whole days. Have you kept uh, meat outside the fridge for four days before? You'll be surprised. To go bad. Now, Jesus is coming to come to do his mightiest miracle. Now, this miracle is, is into four. There are four things happening here. First of all, you need to, Jesus needs to call the, the spirit of Lazarus from wherever he is for him to come and come and enter the body. Do you understand? That's a first, that's a, that's a very wild miracle. Enter the body and then come to life and start breathing. That's number two. The spirit can come, but the person may not breathe. Number three, whatever sickness killed Lazarus must leave his body. Because if it doesn't leave, when he comes back to life, that sickness will kill him again. Number four, the body was decomposed. It had decomposed. So some recomposing must happen. Decay must, you must reverse decay. Very powerful miracle though. This is Jesus' greatest miracle. Greatest miracle. Who did he do it for? Who did he do it for? He did it for those who honored him and respected him and thought he was something. I see your life changing. I see your mindset changing. I see your honor for God's servant sent to you rising to the highest level. Even in Jesus' mighty name. May you never dishonor and disrespect what God has, God has given to you. The gift that God has given to you. And I pray that as you honor, you'll be blessed on every day of your life. Even in Jesus' mighty name. Father, thank you for your children. Thank you for your blessings for your children. Thank you for advancing them to your glory and to your praise. Through this teaching of honor. Even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T Podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.